question. You ain't got the answer, Sway. 2 Corinthians 3.17, that's the whole ball game. In the name of Jesus, you be made whole by the power of God. Ooh, the Sorry's Church Mayor's I have. With 15 cents. Alright, Basementville Heretics, episode 15. Moses, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. Um, I was thinking about it. First of all, 15... It's multiple of five. Is that a big? Is that a big number? Is that like a celebratory number? A multiple of five means that you can multiply to get five, or it means yeah. five. <laughs> I asked the wrong guy. <laughs> I really asked the wrong guy. <laughs> it means yeah, you could multiply five by another number to get this number. Okay. Yeah. Well, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> No, I was just asking because, you know, because I find usually like the big anniversaries or like the big milestones, are, like 10, 25, 150, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so I was wondering, like 15 is kind of around there. Yeah, it's pretty big, man. I, like, I, here's the thing, man. I was saying, I was saying um, a while ago that the moment we got past episode five, we got into rarefied air, man. Mm-hmm. There's so many podcasts that, that don't even get to the fifth episode. So the fact that we got to episode 15, we're, we're an elite company, man. Yeah, it's like um, it's like the equivalent. Like I remember, I remember, I think it might have been Stephen King writing about it. But he's like, the moment you get a check for writing something, no matter how small it is, it could literally be like ten dollars. You're already <laughs> among like the top one percent of writers. <laughs> um, I guess that's where we are on the podcast space. Well, anyway, episode fifteen. Here we are. Um, how am I doing? Do you think, do, do you think the difficulty with with, with breaking into podcast is because? there's so much of it or there's so much bad or, or, or it's just hard to make a good podcast. Do you, why, why, why do you think it's so difficult for people to break through and make a podcast? Why? Well, I think it's difficult for people to break through into anything, which is worth breaking into. Like, I don't think there's any industry where, you know, you can be very lucrative and, you know, famous um, when you're at the very top of it, where it's easy to get to that pinnacle. Um, but I think it's also definitely because it's so late, like especially in our, in our case, like the fact that we're making a podcast is a clear sign that everybody's made a podcast at this point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, for real. Yeah. You know, I'd like to think of us as, you know, as like revolutionaries in some respects of our life, but certainly not podcasting. Um, for people who haven't caught on, this show is just us stealing several ideas from podcasts we enjoy and putting it together into what. Um, you can tell. You can tell by the amount of times that I reference Bible Bays and Banter. Bible Bays and Banter. That's a big one. Relevant podcast. Holy Post. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, might, we might as well cite our sources. Uh, yeah. Sometimes some some of the ideas we rip off go really poorly. Um, today we might we might get another example of that. I don't want to give it away, but uh, we are going to try something a little bit different. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, how am I doing? I'm all right. I was thinking about it. Uh, I feel as though last week, that was the closest thing we've had to meaningful life updates um, in a long time, at least for the two of us. You obviously being in isolation. um, I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. I'm out in these streets. How was that? How was your man? The sniffling man. It was cute last week, but we really gotta. Sorry. Come on, man. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> well, how was how was your week? Uh, 
your week of uh, rest and relaxation, which is a reference. All right, good book. Here's the thing, man. I, I was talking to someone at some point. It just gets absolutely crazy. Like there was a point where I think later later in the isolation, I was just walking up and down like the hallway, which is like I live in like a one bedroom thing, so it's like that's not like there's a bunch of different halls. But like I was literally walking up and down like like ten steps one way, ten steps back for like a, for a bunch of times. Just like I'm so bored. Just pay. You literally just started pacing. I literally was pacing. I feel like you're on the edge of doing like those like incredibly useless tasks. Like you know how many footsteps? Like how many uh, footsteps can it will it take to cover my entire house? <laughs> like measuring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, 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 which of salt in your salt shaker. <laughs> this, uh, this, this, this lockdown. When I was like in lockdown, it made me really appreciate those people who've like actually like used quarantine to like achieve like big Better things. It's just like, yeah, because sometimes, sometimes it's just so easy, to just just get caught up in feeling bad for yourself. <laughs> like, 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 just be like in like a cycle, just pitying yourself. Yeah, I actually had a really funny conversation today. I was talking to a friend of mine. Um, and he works at you know who it is. Uh, he works at he works at a at a, at a Red Robins, um, and he was. I feel as though I just gave it away to so many people. Whatever, if you know, you know. <laughs> uh, but anyway, he was telling me about how um, how um, you know, obviously they went to patios, and you know, it was like it was, it was horrible weather someday. I think it was just like, yeah, it was like raining or snowing or something, and there were still people coming out to the patio. And he says there was a lady who comes out and she's on the patio. And then she leaves and goes to like to the Walmart across the road and buys some blankets and comes back to the patio. Like just oh eats. my goodness! <laughs> and how, yeah, yeah. Wait, what, was was she was she like buying the food? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think she was like homeless or anything. <laughs> like she just was just really determined to eat on this patio. She bought a blanket. Yeah, that's what this is what he's telling me. I'm assuming the story is true. It's pretty wild. Um, but then he had to go into isolation, and he was telling me like. Uh-huh. No, no, not because of her. Just because uh, of a separate thing. Uh, so he had to uh, go into isolation. He was telling me, like, you know, after a couple, after like two weeks of just being home alone, he understood it. He's like, yeah, you know what? <laughs> I would, I would, I would sit on a Red Robin's patio right now <laughs> in the rain with some blankets. <laughs> That's um, wild. Yeah. So I guess that forced isolation, it kind of. You know, you know, you know, I, I actually don't know what you're talking about. So after, after the podcast, you got to. Oh, you don't? Talk. No. Wow. I, I really I, thought you would have you picked, picked up on it. Um, no. such is my skill when it comes to concealing identities um, but yeah okay so it sounds like you survived you made it through to the other side uh, yeah man two negative tests two negative tests it's the nose ones those are the worst the absolute yeah. worst I've heard the opposite I was literally talking to, to someone this last week who said they didn't feel anything but that's definitely uh, the exception that's, that's crazy man yeah those nose, those nose ones are actually terrible yeah, yeah. Hopefully, I never have to get one. Um, but yeah, I guess uh, now is uh, for anyone who is wondering. I know it's, you know, once you get vaccinated, at first you're really excited about it, and then after a while, it's really not that big of a deal. Um, this happened to plenty of people. Oh yeah, yeah. You got it's vaccinated. Not, have people? Have people? Thing. Have people been checking in on you? Just ask you how you doing. How you feeling? No, surprisingly, no one checked in on me, <laughs> which uh, um, definitely forced me to reconsider some of the relationships I have. Um, now here's the thing, man. Here's the thing. Everyone, people, everyone's vaccinated. No, here's the thing. Like, not the amount of people saying I'm not getting the vaccine. The amount of people who are saying that really, it's only a few people who. Are, if you only the true anti-vaxxers are serious about that. A lot of people say, yeah, I'm not getting the vaccine. Not getting the vaccine. But then eventually, everyone just gets the vaccine. 
Yeah. Like it's just like 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 why, like why you'd have sure to. This? What 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 example are you going off of? No, because I don't know. Like I guess I was gonna say like one of our family members, but but they work in healthcare. But like there was. Uh, here's the thing, man. Like 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 I just feel like eventually people get more tired of lockdowns than they do than they fear the vaccine, <laughs> and eventually it's just like they see the vaccine as as a sort of path to normality and they just like whatever man like bill gates might meet bill gates might be trying to put a microchip in me but like like you know look at you you don't actually care if the vaccine gives you protection yeah but that's just me i don't know if if, if my feeling is the most common one oh, man, i know i know a lot of people i work with who are just like and this vaccine is just like the path to normality yeah i, I suspect at the end of the day it'll we'll, we'll all get vaccinated and it'll be fine um I definitely think the amount of, you know, conspiracies out there and, and vaccine hesitancy or whatever you want to call it might contribute to it taking longer than it might otherwise. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. It'll, it'll eventually happen. Um, hopefully. Um, I guess, yeah, for anyone who's wondering, I feel perfectly fine. My arm was sore for like three days, but I didn't really have any side effects. I know some people get like flu-like symptoms, but... Um, yeah, I heard that. I, got, I, I heard that's actually stuff, really so, common. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to deal with that. Um, yeah, um, all I felt was uh, was an unprompted, uh, intense love for Bill Gates. Um, that's kind of <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of sustained itself for the last uh, three four days. This um, this, this Bill this guy's really misunderstood. I don't know why I'm saying this, but uh, <laughs> it's how I has this has this Bill Gates <laughs> thing. Did it start because because he did that TED talk like? Six years ago, and I don't or know. Start... Because well, he's, he's super rich, he's probably in the Illuminati. There's a bunch of reasons why it's probably this is Bill Gates. Were, were people saying he's just done a bunch of strange stuff throughout this whole pandemic? Like he just like said and done strange things. I think things he, may, he may have money in vaccines somehow, like either in research or development, and like that may be okay. like an actual verifiable thing. And so people see that and they see him. You know, actually, no, I, he definitely has money in vaccines because him and his wife are like single handedly vaccinating all of Africa for polio. We hope. Yeah. yeah so so i think all those things kind of lay into it um if you're black if you're black you have a piece of bill gates in you mm-hmm. if you're bad you have a piece of bill gates in you. you're all part of bill gates's family um, <laughs> bill gates is a global family uh, uh yeah but i, I I've, I've been fine so obviously anybody listening about this if you're hesitant um toughen up uh smarten up um your your facts are are incorrect uh, go get a vaccine. Um, wow. Yeah, we, we, we're we taking a hard stance. And this is a pro-vax <laughs> podcast. Uh, that's what we do. I'm trying to get out of my basement. <laughs> I do not wow. enjoy this. Honestly, man, I don't know. When the pandemic's over, this podcast might die. I, <laughs> I can't make any gear. I was thinking about that. This really Why? matches me. We, we, literally, we literally record on weekends. Like, Yeah, man, I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to live it up. We literally, we literally we literally record either in the mornings or at nights on weekends. Like, yeah, where dude, are you going in the morning is, or nights? I don't on know, man. All I'm saying is it's 10:43 on a Saturday night. I'm really not trying to make a regular habit of. This is the first time we've done <laughs> recording podcast. Yeah, it's pretty late for us. Hopefully, um, it's it's way past both of our bedtimes. So hopefully, this works out. <laughs> but uh, I'm not. I'm just saying. It's just a thought I've had. It it may not prove to be true um let's we just take the podcast one week at a time and when the pod, when the pandemic ends we'll see how it goes um mm. but uh but yeah that's where we're at um 
I'm really not sure ab about bringing this one up. Um, I don't know. There was, I don't know, today's just, I feel as though this week's just been kind of crazy in terms of like, I don't know, just news of like police brutality and, and, and just people, people come from black people, man. Um, I don't know. I, Was that I, Michaela Bryan thing? Yeah, just the Michaela Bryan thing, the Dante Wright thing. Have you? Uh, there was have you? Have you? Uh, kid in um, at Roslyn in Edmonton. Uh, yeah. What, what were we gonna say? I was reading an article about about the Michaela Bryan thing. Very interesting article. Um, it's by um, it's by David French. I mean, you know. Okay. Well. Okay. <laughs> Take a deep breath, folks. Bill's about to. <laughs> no, 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 no. And 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 David French. Most of the stuff he's most of the stuff he says, like, just keep in mind that this guy, this guy's a, is like a conservative commentator in the U.S. He's not really he's not really Republican anymore. He said he's like stop being Republican, but he's conservative. And he was writing, he was writing on um. Although he'd like to on Michaela, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, he was, he was like he was writing on Michaela Bryant. And he said some quite interesting. He said, he said, um, he said, he said, he said, he said the, this last week has shown how both the left and right. Um, are quite irrational in the face of overwhelming of overwhelming information. And he was saying that like how like people on a lot of people on the right were like saying, oh man, um, what's the name? Derek Chauvin shouldn't have been charged. This was just the media applying pressure. This was that they have subverted the rule of law and stuff like that. And he's like, and David French was like, we saw we saw a nine minute video of Manga X. Everyone saw it. And like how how can you actually say this was media subverting the, the case and then and then he went on and said and said on said the flip side is that the right says the left also tends to be irrational because he says that because he said because he said the police officer in michaela bryant's case acted professionally yeah i um hmm, it's interesting i i, I first the, the michaela bryant one i like I said, I've, I haven't been as plugged into social media as of late, so I really don't know very much the details of that. All I know is that there was, it seemed like she was in a fight with someone and like, I think there, they yeah. said there, was a, there was someone had a knife. I don't know if she had the knife or someone else had the knife. And then it I think, I, I think from what I, from what I hear, from what I hear, from what, from what I've heard and also from what the article, it sounds like Michaela Bryant had a knife and she was lunging towards this other girl and the police officer was like at a distance. And so um, the arguments that David French says is, first of all, as a police officer, he didn't have the time to go up and disarm her. He was too far away. Um, another argument that he makes is that people say, well, why doesn't he take out a taser? He says, tasers, 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 the accuracy of tasers isn't very high, isn't that high? And says that he doesn't have, in that situation, when, when someone is, is like, like, inches or meters away from someone you're going to stab them you don't have the luxury of missing and then he said other people argue will say that why did you just shoot her in the leg he said he said uh he said he said shooting he said that shoot someone in the leg argument is 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 just it's just people it's people it's people watching cop movies and trying to apply that in real life he says police officers are told to shoot at center mass because that that's more likely to bring a target down and so i guess his argument is his argument is that as a police officer you are called to protect the good guys from the bad guys. And then in this case, Michaela Bryant was the bad guy and that the police officer was professional because the other girl was about to get stabbed and says that he says 
what would you do if you were a parent and and a police officer watched your daughter or your son get stabbed and didn't act because of the because the optics? I don't know. I really don't know. Like, and you know, even people who are unsure about this, like I. I, I can't even criticize or agree with David French's argument because I feel as though I'd have to read it. And anyone who's interested in it, um, hit up Emil. He'll send you a link. I think he has a newsletter, right? The, the Yeah, the French press. The French press, something. Um, but if you're interested, you can check it out. I, I think one thing that I did, I, I probably did latch on to um, from what you said, he said. And it's even something I was thinking about, you know, with all these different things like the Dante Wright, Brianna. What's her name? Brianna. Uh... Uh, Michaela Bryant. Michaela Bryant. Yeah, um, and obviously like the thing in Edmonton, and I th- I think in the future it, it it is worth it to have maybe a conversation, um, maybe not even just about race issues, but I guess our own understanding of of, of race of race issues and our own experiences of it, because obviously that's something we can speak to with a little mm-hmm. more authority. But but going back to it, I feel as though um, one thing which you said, French said. Uh, that stuck out to me was the idea of just overwhelming information. And I don't know if it's, and, and I'm, I mean, just generally, not even just like, Oh, the left and right don't know how to deal with overwhelming information. Cause it's kind of putting it through like a political lens in that sense. But I just yeah. feel, you know, there's a, I think it was John green. I was watching one of his videos a long time ago and, and he was talking about, um, you know, the fact that humans have limited amounts of empathy and mm-hmm. it almost it almost sounds like a cold statement to make that like I have like a limited amount amount of empathy, but it's necessary, you know. Yeah. Because like let's say for example, I know for a fact that there are people dying of starvation, um, right now as I speak. <laughs> in Africa. <laughs> no, everywhere, all over the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I mean, you, I, no, I'm, I'm being serious right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah, like, yeah. I I I know for a fact that there are people, you know, dying of starvation right now as I speak. And yeah. it, it's even though it's not something I'm happy about, and obviously it's something which, you know, if if we could end it, that would be great. But the thing is, I can't feel the same way about that as I would if one of my family members died. Yeah. Because I would just be torn apart constantly. I would just yeah. be I would be a constant mess. Like and 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 it's 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 like that with so many things in our lives. Like you, we only have a certain amount of empathy when we have a certain amount of focus attention like there's that one rule where i, th- I don't know what the name of it is um but Good you know, principle. <laughs> yeah probably this is called that um but i mean no there's this one rule right i think like the average human can only recognize you know 200 faces something like 200 faces or only know like 200 people intimately um, i've heard that yeah 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 i think it's more so like have 200 intimate relationships um and beyond that's that, a lot actually yeah, it might it, honestly the number might be smaller than that. Um, but then and then beyond that, it just your system becomes overloaded, and I feel as though the struggle with the struggle with social media is that almost every single week, and I think it partly contributes to why we have these incredibly short news cycles where something is in the headlines for a couple of days and totally disappears until like three months later, you're like, oh yeah, whatever happened to that one thing, but. But we're just constantly being given, you know, people talk about it, like especially in, in case of race. We're constantly being fed trauma, especially as black people. We're constantly being fed yeah. all these videos of people being hurt, killed, attacked, assaulted, murdered. Um, yeah. You know, you're constantly being fed these names that I need to I need to go 110 percent into George Floyd. And I need to go 110 percent to Breonna Taylor. Now it's Ahmaud Arbery. Now it's Trayvon Martin. Now it's 
um, you know, whoever the next person is, Sandra Bland. And, and, and we, I, I just, we just don't have that capacity. And the thing is, on top of that, now we have these videos, we have these pictures, and now as a civilian, as someone who has never been in, the, in these high-intensity situations, I'm supposed to make calls about what, what good policing looks like. And I'm, obviously, yeah. you know, there's some common sense. Like, obviously, there's issues with the way policing is done. Um, and and, and it's, it's pretty evident. But I mean, here I am sitting in my chair and every day I'm, I'm, I'm being told to make a call on, on policing. Now, now I need to go call my senator or call my, my MP also, or MLA. And it's yeah. just too much. It's just overwhelming information, period. And, and also, I think, I think in a way, like, I think this has always been the case, but maybe it's one of those things that social media shows more so. It's very interesting how like, how like because of, maybe, maybe it's just the polarization but people essentially create a framework by which they look at all the information. And like they like, and so what's interesting is that let's say, let's say a story tomorrow was to come out of, of a black man getting killed by a police officer. If, if, the, if I just hear a black man got shot by a police officer, the automatic response, because, because I already judged this lens of it's a war versus us versus the police. We automatically say, just defund the police. They're coming for us. They're trying to kill us. Dot dot dot. What's interesting is like, like I remember, I remember when the Michaela Bryant story came out. Within like, because it came out, the, the thing came out the day of the George Floyd uh, verdict, and so like within hours, people were taking the streets. And what's interesting is that you also have people on the other side who have this the, the Blue Lives Matter gang, who are basically no matter no matter mm-hmm. how crazy the situation is, even if the police officer. Was to just like walk up to a black person Derek and shoot him three times or, in the head. Or, yeah. Like, yeah, Derek Chauvin. The idea is that people already have this lens by which, if it, no matter the situation, I'm always going to be pro police, or no matter the situation, the black person is always but, right. Okay, here's the thing though. Here's the thing though. Can you not understand that? Because I, like this literally, this thought just came to me when you when you talk about the thing is the reason people stereotype and the reason people have generalizations is that it's an easy way to make sense of a lot of information. The thing is like, let's say for example, like everyone, like individuals are complicated, but if I'm walking at night and I see someone who looks a little bit shady, who fits into the shady category in my head, it, that, that allows me to now make certain decisions about how I want to, how, how I want to interact with this person. Do I want to cross the road? Do I want to walk a little faster? Do I want to call someone? Yeah. And I, cause I don't have the time and the energy or the luxury to sit down and break down every single person individually. And obviously, you know, stereotyping and generalizations, they have harmful results a lot of the time. But I mean, don't you kind of understand it? Where like, if I'm being thrown a story every single day, every single day, there's a new one, a new one, a new one. A part of me just says, okay, I'm on team police. (laughs) And then every time the cops do something, I'm going to agree with them. Or it's like, okay, I'm on team black people. (laughs) And anytime something happens to black people, I'm just gonna agree with them until I'm proven otherwise. <laughs> yeah, because no, 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 no. But but the thing is, but the thing is, like the thing is, like I know, like like as I said, the Michaela Bryant thing. I don't have all the information, but I think, but I think David French put forward a very interesting point: the idea that like that that when I hear a black person got killed by a police officer, my automatic reaction is just anger, like freak the police, da da da. But it's just freak like it's police. just like freak the police. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> freak the police. But the thing is, like, but but the question you have to ask yourself is like. Some people forget okay, this is a Christian um, podcast. <laughs> yeah, like, 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 okay, like, am I, am I going to, am I going to, am I going to stop and look at the facts? And yeah, you're right. Maybe you can always look at the facts. But what's interesting is, like, 
this is just a side tangent. I've been reading a lot about like stoicism and like Marcus Aurelius oh, and a lot of the stoics. Smart guy. And, 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 and one of the things they talk about is the idea of like judging your impressions because the idea is like we, we, uh, we get information and we automatically are driven towards extreme anger or extreme like joy over things. But they're, but they're saying is like, no, like take an information and think about, think about, think about it critically. And like, it might just make you a very cold, like unfeeling person. But it's very interesting, the idea that like, rather than just being like jerked about by your emotions and just like being constantly on the edge of going from one extreme to the other, but just like, I take an information, I think about it, then I make my decisions rather than I make my decisions, my decisions are already made. I just need a situation to apply those decisions to. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I think the, the, the one, you know, issue I have that is you, you almost need the luxury of time or, yeah. or you just need to be discerning, which I think is probably the might be the right answer, but just more discerning about what you apply that, that framework to. Cause just realizing I, I can't, I can't make a judgment call on everything. So sometimes I'm going to hear a story and I'm just going to have to go and I'm, I'm people don't get the impression. I'm saying that, you know, if you shouldn't protest and you shouldn't write letters, that's not all what I'm saying, but, but, but like kind of having the understanding that sometimes if something happens, you know, if I hear something about, you know, Megan, Megan and, and the Royal family having some dust up, or I hear something about, um, some politician saying something like totally disrespectful or like racist or whatever, just realizing, you know, maybe I don't have to have an opinion on this. Maybe I can just yeah, let, it, let it slide and, and dude, then move on. Dude, that is actually word for word from like meditations. Marcus really says you can choose not to have an opinion, Like you yeah. can actually make that choice. Like, like, like the thing is like, you don't always have to have an opinion on everything. This I here's the thing. I believe I believe if you I believe that, that if you see clear injustice, it's also you should you should you should speak against that. But there's certain times when you can just choose like, hey, I don't I can choose not to have an opinion about this. Like I can just choose to just say, okay, this is just not worth my energy right now. Yeah, or even or even just realizing that your energy might not be needed in that place. And I don't know, maybe maybe our, this mom, is... our, our mom our mom is the master of that. My <laughs> mom, mom has chosen what battles her battle, current battles make it Harry, but she, she's chosen her battles. Yeah, she's still fighting it. We've all moved on. My mom is still very, very intently on the Megan and Harry beat. Um, <laughs> she honestly, she still updates me on regular about what's going on at them. But um, yeah, I think this That's this so is funny. definitely this is definitely gonna be something I think worth talking about in a future episode, especially just because stuff like this keeps happening and. And I don't know, I feel as though maybe we even haven't fully expressed our thoughts or maybe even developed our thinking on it. So I think there's definitely more to say about it. Um, but yeah, I guess everyone, you just got a complimentary um, thoughtful minute or 10 uh, from, <laughs> from me and Emil. Um, this, yeah, this is this. Yeah, you know what? I, I like this format a lot more than headlines. It just allows us to to go on diversions and talk and maybe makes the episodes longer. Um, but uh you're not paying for this, so <laughs> <laughs> we're not making money off of it. So that's sucks to be suck. Um, all right, so I think that is all for this week because uh, we do have a little something planned for Heritage Corners. So we're just gonna go right to that. We're down. It's times like this I wish I were a religious man. It's all over, people. We don't have a prayer. All right, so um, this week, Heretic's Corner, 
Uh, we do have, as, as you can probably see from the episode title every week, um, we have a special topic. Uh, we're going to be talking about love languages, um, bringing you the hottest topic from 2009. Because uh, <laughs> nah, man, love, love, love languages, love languages, love languages, bro, was like was like in the 90s, bro. Yeah, I think the book itself I was I was reading about it was published in 1992, um, but it, I think it really started to pick up popularity like early 2000s. Um, with all those conferences there was like a lot of conferences for it yeah yeah um we're talking about your <laughs> your favorite book that you've never read <laughs> that, that like if, if, if you grew up if you grew up anywhere near the church you know about yeah um i guess but first of all i, I don't want to disrespect the topic because i think it's a good one um and shouts out to i know we usually don't name people's names but i think i'll make the one exception here if listeners come up with a with a um with a topic, but shout out to Yawa. She's the one who suggested uh, a love languages episode. I heard it. I liked it. Um, it's something which wasn't really on my radar. Uh, and so I appreciate that listeners. Uh, last week we had a listener suggested episode with a productivity and also culture. And the thing is, you know, there's a lot of things me and Emil aren't going to think of. Um, we really have very narrow set of interests and thoughts. Um, and so it's nice. It's nice to have you guys suggest things. Yeah. Uh, it really opens things up for us, but yeah, we're going to talk about love languages um, I was reading about it. Love language is one of those things which almost become like ubiquitous in society. That's that's the vocab word for this week. Ubiquitous. <laughs> um, <laughs> dude, I do. I ain't gonna lie, man. I've heard that. I've heard that name. All, I've heard that word all the time. And like, and like, I've never caught off track when I, I've never like put on my heels. But I'm not even hundred percent sure what that means, man. I think it just means like everywhere. Like you can't escape. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, like I remember reading advice articles, like you know the five love languages, like you know what are the seven continents of the world? Everyone just knows it. A lot of us aren't even sure exactly where it came from or or, <laughs> or what the idea is based in. But it's just it's just common knowledge at this point. Um, I did do a little bit of research about the book. It is based in the book is called The Five Love Languages. It was published in 1992 by a Gary dude. That was Shatter. none of none of us were even born, bro. When yeah, that, when that book probably none of our listeners either. None of them. <laughs> no, no, some of our listeners were born. We don't acknowledge them. I'm kidding. We love, <laughs> we love our some boomer of the, some crowd. Of the, some we love of our boomer family, crowd. Bro. I'm kidding. Some we love people are listening to our family. <laughs> nah, the, the boomers, the Gen Xers. Uh, you, you, you're welcome here. Uh, just just a little joke. But uh, but yeah, the book was published in 1992 by Gary Chapman. And so I looked it up because you, you made a good point about how it seemed to be such a big thing in the church and to the point where we couldn't even tell if it was like, was this actually just a big thing culturally or just a big thing in the church? Um, and it's kind of weird because Gary Chapman, the guy who wrote it, he's actually a pastor um, and he's been a pastor for like 50 years. He's that's like that's actually his only training. Um, <laughs> no, no, he, he, dude, he, dude, he's, I think he's a psychologist, bro. No, he's not. That's the interesting. He's, he's, called, he's called Dr. Gary Chapman. Yeah, I think he has like a master's in divinity. Um, no, that's, that's a PhD, man. No, no, PhD, PhD whatever. Who I don't know what degrees <laughs> are, but but I I looked up his his actual training. He doesn't have any psychological training. Um, and the thing is, because he he called himself a marriage counselor, and it's the sense that he counseled people in marriage as a pastor. And so the book is actually just based on his observations from doing marriage counseling. There's no actual you know researcher or, or you know studies that go into it. Obviously, I'm sure he probably read studies. I hope when he wrote it. I think he wrote it in the 70s originally. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that's kind of where it comes from. It was, it was published by, 
Moody Publishing, which is a Christian publishing company. Um, and so that kind of explains why it was so big, like within the church. Dude, community. I, 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 I should, are you talking about the right person? What do you say his name? Gary Chapman. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but it's interesting because I, I, here's the thing. I've never read the book. I read the Wikipedia page and I read uh, some articles. About we have a, you know it's not our house, right? It's not in our house, is it? Your mom, your mom has it. No, there's no way she has it. Yes, she does, bro. Well, I'm just gonna ignore that fact. Um, <laughs> but uh, but I think the, doctor, the book is a doctor of philosophy. Yeah, which is not psychology. Um, but uh, but uh, I think also the book itself, he intentionally wrote it like you know he tried to keep his faith and like any over mentions of religion in there out out of it. Um, so it is it does have an appeal, I guess, to quote unquote secular audiences, although, you know, he does. Apparently, there's it's, it, it is very much focused on, you know, having long marriages, trying to avoid divorce. You know, very, I guess, what people would normally man. associate with Christian principles. This um, man. Sorry. Sorry. This man. So much money off of the love languages and it's and it's and it's different branches. It's actually amazing. Yeah, there's love languages for the military, <laughs> for teens, for singles. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Um, I just know. I didn't yeah. see that. Yeah. There's love language, how to express heartfelt commitment to your mate. Five love languages for your children. Five love languages, single edition. Five love, the five languages of apology. Anger to. Which is a secret to love that last. The yeah. five languages, the five languages of appreciation. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's one for the military? I did not know that. Yeah. I mean, to do, honestly, <laughs> much respect to Gary Chapman, man. Make that, make that bread. He even made an app. It, it, it's it. called Love Nudge. You pretty much make a game. It just reminds you to say I love you to your wife. <laughs> it's like, this oh, guy, rem- this remember guy. to pick her up from work. That was one of them, too. It's like, is this love you, or just duty? You got the app? <laughs> no, I just saw like a, <laughs> I just saw like a, this guy, like a trailer for This it. guy is literally, uh, this guy, this guy matched the TikTok formula in 1992, bro. Find the one thing you do and bang that out. Monetize. Like reproduce it constantly. This chapter is called monetization. <laughs> <laughs> the five languages five love languages of world <laughs> no but yeah he actually seems like a pretty nice guy um he seems like a, like a pretty decent dude to be a millionaire um but uh he's rich yeah, so, for sure yes I mean, he's definitely rich <laughs> um, <laughs> um but that's just, I guess, a little bit of background on it. Because I think, yeah, like I said, the love languages are so big at this point that most people don't even know where they come from. Um, but yeah, they come from this book. And I, the the five love languages are, let me see if I can go off the top of my head. Physical touch, acts of service, words of affirmation, um, quality time, and receiving gifts. Um, and so pretty much the whole book, I don't want to go too deep into it, but it pretty much explains... First of all, what the love languages are, how you can understand your own love language. And then actually the majority of the book is actually about how to identify the love languages in other people and cater your behaviors to them, which which over time has become something which I think even Chapman's talked about has been misunderstood because people just read it and it, it just read it as, oh, now let me know what my love language is. And then I'm going to only ex- like require that kind of love and express that kind of love. Um, and they were a lot less interested in the, in the aspect of actually, it's more service oriented where you have to figure out what someone else's love languages and try to cater. Um, is there, is, is there a thing, is there a thing where like they're too, they're like, you know how, like 
You know how like there's like in your grams and those NFG blah blah blah. You know yeah, those, yeah, you know, yeah, those yeah. personality yeah. tests. Yeah. Is it is is this sort of that thing where it's like is there a sort of a thing where it's like these two love languages when they like they're 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 the most different and they have the hardest time meshing or does it does it really does make a difference which which love type you have as long as you're willing to like meet the other persons that kind of deal. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah, that that is something which a lot of people. Um, a lot of people think of it in that way. It's like, if I'm a quality time person, I need to find another quality time person. And interestingly enough, they, people have done studies, um, just in some of the articles I read, there's a, there's a good piece in the Atlantic and, and one in vice talking about it. Um, kind of testing the theories of a love language. And they said people of who had the same quote unquote love language, it actually didn't often result in a better or worse relationship than people who didn't. But what actually helped was implementing the principles of the book of being more, um, you know, perceptive of your partner's love languages, um, and then trying to trying to cater. Um, so, so it sounds like it sounds like Gary Thomas. Even though Gary, Gary Thomas Chapman. has received Gary Chapman, my bad. It seems like Gary Chapman. Gary Thomas is another pastor who also writes marriage books. But like, it seems like Gary Chapman has actually been quite successful outside the Christian world, like with Vice yeah, and yeah, Atlantic wild, commenting on successful. Yeah, everyone talks about love languages. It's a big deal. Um, I think it's uh, the second highest selling relationship book of all time. Oh my goodness. Is the Bible number one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. No, it's not, it's not the Bible. I think it's men are from Venus, women are from Mars. I mean, the other way around. Men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's just a little background for, for anyone who didn't know about the love languages. I assume most of you did in the last few minutes were fairly repetitive and dry. But um, what we want to do this week is because me and Emil, like you said before, we're not super well versed in it. I have done uh, the love languages quiz before, like I think about a year or two, no, more than that, two, three years ago. Um, and I Why? Remember. Dude, dude, you were like, you were like 19. It wasn't my idea. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> who, 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 was, who was making you do this? You were like 19, bro. Yeah, it wasn't my idea. Um, but <laughs> we'll get into that. Um, but yeah, I, I did do the I did do the quiz, and I vaguely remember. I think my my thing was quality no, time. No, 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 hold on, hold on. Before, before, before. Oh yeah, keep going. But before we do it, we should actually guess what each other is gonna be before we do it. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. I was going to go. I was going to get there. Um, okay. So what we're going to do this week is, we, like I said, we're going to do something a little bit different, a little bit special. Uh, we want to do something a little interactive. So we actually went to fivelovelanguages.com. Shout out to Gary Chapman for getting the domain. Um, first step to building a fortune. <laughs> we went to fivelovelanguages.com. Um, and there's a quiz section. Apparently, over 30 million people have taken this quiz. So um, wow. we, you should. Uh, are we, are we, are we going to post the link on the, what you call it? In the bio page. Yeah, sure. Yeah, actually, yeah, I will do that. In the episode notes, so you're going to see the link to the five love languages quiz. And maybe you want to take the quiz along with us. I know podcasts, usually the benefit is that you can um, you can do other things, but really plug in for this episode. Um, and also, and also, let us let us know, let us know if, 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 um, if the, the, the language you got, you think is actually accurate. Yeah, that, that, that's going to be the Instagram question this week. And I actually will ask an Instagram question this week. I know I say that every week and only... <laughs> 25 percent of the time i end up doing <laughs> but, 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 but what you do what you do is you ask like six questions you, ask, you pile yeah, them in yeah, man you ask like yeah. six seven times that's bro. my general approach to most things in life <laughs> but anyway so what we're gonna do this week is we're actually gonna go through uh the love languages quiz we're gonna do it on the on the show um you can follow along go to fivelovelanguages.com hit on the quiz button 
um, get your love languages quiz. Uh, we're going to take the couples quiz because, you know, this show is all about the romance. Um, and so we're just going to go Ooh, through the yeah. quiz. We're going to talk about it and we're going to see what our results are, whether or not we think they're accurate. And maybe just our general feelings on, on, on the whole love languages culture. Um, yeah. Before we start, though, like, you made a good point. Um, any predictions for, for your love? Um, here's the thing, man. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to assume. First, for mine or for yours? For you. Give a prediction for yours and then a prediction for mine. Let's, let's see. Let's see what you think. Ah, I think for mine it's probably physical touch, bro. Ooh, <laughs> we got a horn dog in the house. <laughs> I'm always wondering. That's the thing I need to ask. Maybe you need to read the book. Cause I think everyone says physical touch, they just think sex. <laughs> but it might be more than that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think yours is probably... I think yours is probably active service. Damn, that's really off. But okay, sure. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. What, what do you think yours is? I, I, I thought I was, I was gonna say mine's quality time. But yeah. you know, what's, you know what's managers saying? I don't, First I don't of all, need people I to think... bend the knee for me to know, <laughs> for me to know they love them. They love when me. you, when you, when you, when you go, when you go to, um, when you go to the page, and was in the page, you can tell, you can tell this Gary Chapman comes from a. Comes from a comes from a traditional uh, Christian ethic. <laughs> There's only two options for gender. <laughs> yeah, male, female, or leave my side. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, or go find yeah. your own. Website. If you don't, if, if you don't, if you don't classify to these two, this is not for you, man. <laughs> yeah. well, I don't know. Gary Chapman, you got a ways to go, my guy. Um, I, I wonder if this, I wonder if this web this website kind of has like made made in like the early two thousands kind of vibe to it, bro. Yeah, it looks decent. really old. It's decent. <laughs> okay, uh, so let's, let's, let's... anyway, we're, so yeah, right now we're doing the five little languages quiz for couples. Um, I think for me, my prediction is probably quality time. Quality time for you, definitely words of affirmation. Um, you you think mine's words of affirmation? Yeah, I do think it is. Why do you think that? Because I think you're pompous. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, I go, I go, lie, man. Once you said it, I actually think that might, that might yeah. actually. Be cool. <laughs> All right, so that, we are, we are. I, I love being a good compliment. Uh, I'm on gender, 25 age. Gender okay, now on age. Age 18 to 24, married or in a relationship. Um, married or in a relationship. Yes, yes you are. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. I think the, the, we, the, uh, boy, stuttering, boy, getting nervous. <laughs> no, I was saying. Uh, obviously, you know, we try to keep keep things pretty anonymous on the show. We might. I don't know. We may end up talking about our own relationship history on this episode. Who knows? Obviously, I'll try to keep things um, relatively anonymous. Protect, protect, uh, protect people. Protect people's identity. Protect, protect Amos. Yeah. Have you read the five? Have you read the five languages? No, I have not. No, it's more meaningful it. to me when... Oh, so now, are we supposed to be talking about this as we're going through? Yeah, we're supposed to obviously read the questions. This is an audio okay. podcast. You okay. can just do it silently. Okay. <laughs> then, yeah, that was pretty crazy, maybe. wasn't it, guys? <laughs> no, maybe, maybe, someone, maybe someone wants to have us as like a study. Like, you know those like, you know, like four-hour YouTube videos where you just... Where the no, person just study? We're not doing that. We're not doing that. <laughs> okay, uh, come on. Let's more, go. So okay, we're going to question one. It's more meaningful to me when... I receive a long note, text or email loving note, loving for note. no special, a long, a loving note, a text <laughs> or email for no special reason from my loved one or my partner and I hug. 
I just realized um, a, a, an unexpected side effect of this episode is we're all going to hear a mule reading. <laughs> yeah, it's actually, it's actually, dude, if, if, you, if, you, if you've ever been in my class, you'll actually notice how much I can do this. Like, like I, my, my, I actually, I actually like skip words. Sometimes I wonder like, is it because, oh, is it because English is not my first language? Like sometimes no, I actually no, skip words. No, like, no. okay, okay. No. It's more meaningful when, I think for me, my partner and I hugged, I think, yeah. I'm yeah, definitely um I receive a loving note, text or email for no special reason. I'm I'm actually okay. really weird of physical contact. Physical touch is almost definitely my last one. Um I'm a very awkward person. It's more meaningful to me when I can spend time alone with my partner, just the two of us. Just my partner does something me. practical to help me out. I can say spend time alone. Yeah. Spend time alone. <laughs> this sounds like this sounds this sounds kinda of psychotic, man. Like like I prefer you touch me alone. <laughs> Uh, yeah, man. Uh, you can make of it what you will. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, it's it's more meaningful to me when my partner gives me a little gift as a token of our love for each other, or I get to spend uninterrupted leisure time with my partner. Jeez. A little gift <laughs> I'm gonna say, a token of our time. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a little gift, a little gift, a little like gift, a little gift. I I actually really prefer. I don't know, man. Objects don't really appeal. To actually, me, actually, so actually, actually, yeah, actually, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. What do you mean? What do you mean you're right? No, I mean, no, 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 that's thinking about it. Yeah, for real. I'm actually, I'm not sure this time because the thing is like, like the thing is like, what are you going to get me that, that, that like, I can't get for myself? Like, yeah. Oh, big spender here. What could you possibly get me that I could get myself? I'm I'm a big baller, bro. Big baller, bro. Nice question. You redone. Okay, I know that's big words here. Um, so it's more meaningful to me when my partner unexpectedly does something for me, like filling my car or doing the laundry, or my partner and I touch. Pretty vague there, just touch. It could be anything. Yeah, I want to say touch. Really, just anything? Touch. That's just yeah. so vague. There's just the bar is so low. Just touch any sort of touch. Filling up, dude. Filling up, doing. Yeah, you, like, don't, you don't fill your car, car. That costs money. They just saved you money. Yeah, laundry but, but, they save you time. I'm assuming I'm assuming Gary Thomas is speaking from perspective of like of like oh yeah Gary Chapman speaking from perspective of like like you have a joint you bank live, account. Like you, yeah, you have a joint <laughs> bank account, bro. And so 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 yeah, you you you're actually not saving money, bro. It's just your money that they're spending. Uh, no, like, if you have a joint bank account, you a simp. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you know our parents have joint bank accounts, bro. Do they? Yeah. I remember one time my mom told me told me to come and look at their money, and I said I don't want to do this. I don't want to know. <laughs> then, I don't want to know. Yeah. Okay. Um, nice question. We really got to fly through this. There's quite a few questions. Okay. It's okay. Um, it's more meaningful to me when my partner puts his or her arm around me when we're in public. My partner surprises me with a gift. Here's the thing: as much as I like physical touch, I'm not like a big PDA. fan of like of PDA. PDA. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of that at all. Yeah. It feels like you're putting a target on your back. What exactly do with that target? I don't know. But I don't, I don't like being, I don't like having it. So my the thing is, the, the thing is, people. Right. I I just feel like people just, people just looking at you and talking about you. Um, it's more mm-hmm. meaningful to me when I'm around my partner, even if we're not really doing anything. I hold hands with my partner. I'd say just be around them. It's kind of nice yeah. just being around them, just chilling. Well, but wait. So you seem to have switched switched gears, but like a couple, first couple of questions. You're it's all situation, about man. It's just situational. Like okay. Um, it's more meaningful to me when my partner gives me a hey, uh, gift. I hear I love you from my partner. Have you ever said I love you to someone, Moses? Yeah. Have you ever said that? Oh. Yeah. 
Dude, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a I'm a tender man. I'm a tender tender man. Uh, I, I'm gonna say I love you. <laughs> I say I love you to uh, all kinds of people, not even just people in relationship with. Like I say, you know, I you know, you you've never said I love you to me. You know, yeah, you've I never have. said that. Yeah, I have. You, you well, honestly, this is clearly not a <laughs> not a words of affirmation. Uh, physical touch uh, all the way. <laughs> but you know that it's more meaningful to me when I sit close to my partner. I am complimented by my loved one for no apparent reason. No apparent reason. For no apparent reason. There is no reason why, <laughs> why? you could possibly complimented me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I have done like, nothing like, correctly. Like, <laughs> my exact thoughts is like, I have done nothing worthy of compliments. Um, <laughs> I sit close yeah, to my partner. I'm going to say complimented. I'm going to say complimented. just feels no so reason. juvenile. Like, are we in grade six? What is this? In grade six, is that girl you never talked to? But like you sit with three meters apart, just like we just oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, it's more meaningful to me when I get the chance to just hang out with my partner, or I unexpectedly get small gifts from my partner. Are we recycling? Questions? I'm gonna say hang out. I'm gonna say hang out. This person, like, here's the oh, thing. Yeah. Like, like, I don't know. Listeners can't see this, but hang out is in quotations. Oh yeah, yeah. hang, hang yeah. out. <laughs> here's I'm the thing, kidding. man. Here's the thing. <laughs> This no, here's the thing. I don't know what it is, but for me, just like the gift, I for some people, gifts is their thing, but it just seems kind of juvenile, man. Just like, just especially, like, especially, like, especially, like, especially when you have a joint bank account, <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 this is not a gift. I like, you would, all you did was went to the store and, and swipe the car that I have access to as well. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's more meaningful, but once again, this is about relationships, it's not always marriage. Like, I'm definitely not looking at this from a marriage point of view because I've never been married. Um, and I don't know what yeah. it's like. Uh, it's, it's more meaningful me. to me when I hear my partner tell me I'm proud of you, or my partner gives me a t- helps me with the task. That's this. This is weird. Mm, this is I'm proud of you. Yeah. I just like I'm proud of you. It, I actually, I like that one. That's probably where I'm leaning towards. Yeah. Helps me with the task. Yeah, I'm gonna say that to you, probably. Proud of you or task? Okay. Just helps you. Proud of you. Do something. Proud. Proud. It's more meaningful to me when I get to do things with my partner. I hear supportive words my partner. I'm going to say get to do things. Yeah, I'm also get to do things, guys. It's more meaningful to me when my partner does things yeah. for me. I got this. I got this. I got this. Instead of just talking about doing nice things, I feel connected <laughs> to my partner through a hug. Uh, I think I'd prefer if my partner does things for me instead of just talking about doing nice things. That question is kind of confusing. But yeah, that's weird. I'm gonna say hug. Feel connected through a hug. Okay, it's more meaningful to me when I hear praise from my partner, or my partner gives me something that shows they were really thinking about me. Uh, I'm gonna Gary say Gary Chapman give, uses give, he she because he doesn't he, he hasn't he hasn't discovered yeah. they yet. They <laughs> so, they them. He does he doesn't do that. He doesn't rock with that. I'm say, uh, not a yeah, they I'm them say, kind of guy. <laughs> okay, it's more meaningful to me when I'm able to be around my partner. Or I get a back rub or massage my partner. Jeez. We know what risque. back rubs lead to. <laughs> yeah, this, this is getting risque, bro. To quality time. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, for me, like back rubs yeah, are I'm nice, gonna say beer. I, I, I prefer if you're actually like certified. <laughs> you know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's just kind of extra. Yeah, I'm going to say yeah, beer, people, beer honestly, my be real. people be out here giving just sorry back rubs. Just weak, <laughs> weak, weak back rubs. <laughs> And they think <laughs> you can make up for it just with like good intentions, but I mean, get the masseuse. <laughs> it's more meaningful to me when my partner reacts positively to something I've accomplished. My partner does something for me, even 
that I know they don't particularly enjoy. Huh. I'm going to uh, say reacts positively something I've accomplished. Yeah, I'm going to say that. I actually like some of them if they did something for me that I know they don't particularly enjoy. I appreciate the effort. Why? I don't know. I, uh, yeah, you don't, you, don't, uh, you don't feel kind of guilty for that? No, and that's because, I don't know, maybe I have a... I have too big a view of myself, but I'm, I'm a pretty like, I, 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 a part of me almost likes to play the martyr sometimes. So I spend a lot of time <laughs> doing things, which I'm not always interested in. It's not even relationships, just generally in life. Um, you just enjoy so, it or you just enjoy it. No, I just, I just do it. Um, I, I'm just very bad at saying no. And I don't like saying no to people, which is honestly mm. a bad quality. But I think if, if I can see, if I see someone doing the same for me, I'm like, I appreciate that. Thank you. Okay. Um, it's more feel to me when my partner and I kiss frequently i sense my partner or i sense my partner is showing interest in the things i care about hmm. Hmm. i don't know man that's the thing i don't want to give people the wrong impression as if like i'm totally i'm totally like uh, desensitized to to like physical touch and all these monastic things. Yeah, as if I, as if I, as if I don't even care about people's presence, but it's uh, if you're talking about communicating love, and I mean like just communicating the depth of feeling um, that someone has for me, I've never really viewed that as like the way to do it. It's not. It's yeah, not, that's it's true. Not as if, it's not as if I'm opposed to it, but for me, it's never been like a measure of like, oh, this person must really like me. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm actually, not repulsive, but I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's interesting that, that like someone could just kiss you frequently because they're just like infatuated by you or they're just literally lusting over you or you're the only person you have like you're the only person to kiss <laughs> yeah like they, they just feel like oh, okay i guess but like but they give like showing interest in the things i care about it's just like it's, it's almost like even beyond beyond what you can offer i just want i care about you as a person yeah yeah like, I it's more meaningful to me when my partner works on special projects with me that i have to complete my partner gives me an exciting year. Exciting year. Exciting. Uh, Special projects that me that's complete. Yeah, does my. I don't know. Work. I'm gonna say give it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I've always, I've always thought it kind of strange when, when, like, for me personally, when, when your partner is helping you with like deadlines that's, that's that have to do with your work. That's no, that's just... to do with like your own job. Like, like it seems kind of strange. No, no, no. You don't know what it's like to truly procrastinate. <laughs> okay, it's more meaningful to me when I'm complimented by my partner. Complimented. 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 You know, I've been making up words. I'm complimented by my partner on my appearance, or my partner takes the time to listen to me and really understand my feelings. Okay, I'm, okay. Here's the thing. I'm, I'm gonna tell you some. I'm gonna tell you some. Which one feels better? Probably been complimented on my appearance. Which yeah, one is more meaningful? Which one is more meaningful though? I'm gonna say when they stop to actually listen to what I'm hearing. Um, you know, I, I, yeah, I get what you mean. I find like my conversationally, I, I tend to deflect conversations towards whoever I'm talking to. Like, I prefer asking questions honestly than listening. I'm not saying it in some like bragging way. It's just the way I'm wired. And so I actually probably pick complimented by part of my appearance. I, I like it when people say I'm looking good. I like it. Like this is rare. Uh, is this a rare thing next question um it's more meaningful to me when my partner and i share non-sexual touch in public what kind of touch is non-sexual that's worth sharing? like hugs or like holding oh. hands or something <laughs> no i'm kidding <laughs> um, or, or my partner offers to run errands for me i'm not um, saying non-sexual touch yeah i thought you didn't like pda 
Yeah, but just running errands? Yeah, save just me like time doing and tasks money. for you. Save me time and money. <laughs> thing, man. Like, like, yeah, I understand we're partners, but the way some of these questions are asked is almost like it's almost like you're my employee, man. Like, 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 like I, I just, I just find that kind of strange. Yeah, um, it's more meaningful to me when <laughs> my partner does a bit more than their normal share of the responsibilities we share. Um, example: work around the house, work related, or I get a gift that I know my partner put thought into choosing huh. what do you do what do you do Moses? because 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 you're the man in the relationship what do you do what do you do when when when, when your partner i'm not saying your current partner i'm saying someone or maybe partner. maybe your current partner well, what do partner. you do when a partner what do you do when a partner puts in a lot of effort into, into a gift but a gift is crap <laughs> what do you wow. do what do you do at that point you know first what do you do i've never experienced you just, that personally um but uh <laughs> no um you know, I believe that most gifts end up are crap. Most gifts that people give. I feel as though most of the gifts, like when I really think about it, most of the gifts that I've given people, no matter how thoughtless or thoughtful, I doubt that they're still using them. And when I look at the things I use, a very small number of them, the things I use regularly, a very small number of them are gifts. Most of the gifts people give me end up by the wayside. And so I've, I've almost resigned myself to that fact that when I buy people gifts, unless I'm getting them like a like an iPad, or, or, or a car. You know, you know, you know. Though these are my exact thoughts. Honestly, it's, it's, it's man, I, 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 so, I, I find, I, I find, I find, if you can get someone an actual like gift, get them like electronics or something. It's but probably even, more even useful. electronics. It's got to be something really game, like game changing, like really shift the balance. Um, yeah. Yeah. So maybe, yeah, maybe save, <laughs> get something something big. But honestly, most of the time, gifts gifts end up being no. But like no, no. But if you get them, um, if you get them, like AirPods or something. Yeah, so I definitely pick if my partner does a bit more than their normal share of the responsibilities. Um, like I said, save me yeah. time, save me. Yeah, money. I'm gonna say that too. Uh, key to my heart. Uh, okay, it's more meaningful to me when my partner doesn't check their phone while we're talking, or my partner goes out of their way to do something that relieves pressure on me. Uh, I'm say I'm, I'm gonna say relieves pressure on me first. I'm gonna say not checking your phone. That that really bothers me actually, even though I do it sometimes, but. Um, it's more meaningful to me Take when I can look forward to on. a holiday because of a gift I anticipate receiving. You know, okay, no. This, I, this is such a strange question. I or or, or yeah, maybe <laughs> the holiday is the gift. Um, or I hear, oh, like Christmas or something. I I can look forward to a holiday. Yeah, so I guess you you know your partner is getting you a big gift. Oh, okay. or no, I, I, I I'm gonna say I appreciate. I, I hear the words I appreciate you from my partner. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna yeah, say gifts aren't really my thing, so uh, I appreciate you. Um, doo -doo -doo. Yeah, my partner. I was gonna say, I was gonna say though, one downside of these questions, it's very obvious, like which love language. Like it'd be nice here if it was a little more nuanced and you couldn't tell <laughs> exactly where you're being steered. But every every yeah, single yeah. one, I know which love language is going towards. But no, you're no. like you 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 do you do this your partner and you know your partner does not rock with with physical touch at all. And you're just like, ah oh, man, I know this is not happening in my life. So it's, 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 you just pick the one that's like. Yeah, let me not, let me not, let me not even, let me not even uh, entertain that. Yeah, let me just, let me just engineer continued suffering. Okay, it's more meaningful to me when oh, my partner. Oh, look at that, look at that. My, my, my love language is words of affirmation. <laughs> my yeah. love language is a small gift. Yay. Uh, <laughs> it's more meaningful to me when my partner brings me a little gift after he or she has been traveling without me. My partner God. takes care of something. Red flags. I'm Red flags. <laughs> yeah, it's a little gift. 
Yeah, yeah. Tell him for a while. Let me give you a little gift is it, for ten is this, days after. Is this is this the sign of a guilty conscience? What, what did you do on this solo trip? Takes care of something I'm responsible to do because I feel too stressed to do it at that time. Yeah, I'm gonna say that. I'm just yeah, but here's the thing. Helps me with tasks. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. In a relationship, do you think giving, like, let's let's say gifts, is it better to give smaller gifts? Or just or big gifts. What, what's big worse? Gifts. I say big gifts. I think it's better. <laughs> big, like, big gifts are worse. Literally, just the conversation we just no, not worse. But I think it's better if if instead of giving someone a gift every single holiday, because you know, okay, we're broke. We're poor, poor people. Poor people <laughs> make this podcast. Poor people listen to this podcast. <laughs> Let's be real. I'm sure there's a few people out there doing well, but by and large, you know, this is this is the struggle hour. <laughs> and so what I'm, what I'm gonna say to you folks, a little pro tip from me. I don't always listen to it. But instead of wasting your money buying someone, you know, their Victorian Day present and their Labor Day present and their Valentine's Day and birthday and Christmas. Women's just Day. Save, yeah, Women's Labor Day. Day. <laughs> MLK <laughs> Day. No, but the thing is, save your money. Get them something big for Christmas, maybe their birthday. Um, and, and yeah, keep it like that. Get them something they actually this need, birthday, in my opinion. This birthday week thing needs to end, man. Yeah. This is also like oh, birthday true. month. Birthday Cap- month. Capitalism out of control. Uh, <laughs> we're celebrating a birthday month. We're celebrating one whole month for your birthday. Uh, <laughs> I've lost track of how many questions we've done. So let's let's really fly through this. Um, it's more meaningful yeah. to me when my partner doesn't interrupt me while I'm talking. I or, actually hate that so much. Um, it's more important, meaningful to me when gift giving is an important part of our relationship. I'm gonna say interrupt. I actually hate being interrupted so much. Even though you do it all the time, and, and you do it all the time, man. Okay, I, I see. Okay, so, so we're much. playing the blame game. Interesting. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. It's nice to see you lash out. <laughs> um, it's more meaningful to me. When my this partner... was like, that was actually a conversation. Oh, towards you. oh is, it's so it? funny because I was actually reading something when you said that. Okay. Um, it's more meaningful to me when my partner helps me out when they know I'm already tired or I get to go somewhere while spending time with my partner. Um, I'm going to say go somewhere. Yeah, I like going. I, I I I don't I don't need people to suffer <laughs> to, to to help me out. Man, you seem to be very into you very like you seem to be very opposed to the idea of partners also being helpers. I guess. Would man. you like to unpack that, Emil? <laughs> <laughs> Is there something for me? I don't know. I don't know why. Yeah, like, I don't know. It's just something it's, I've noticed. You seem to like be very like almost disgusted by the idea of someone helping you when you're when things are going. I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Some of these questions, some of these questions, just just give off like employee vibes, and I'm just like, okay, so like, so like you're not really my employee. You don't, you don't like you, you don't like the idea of being perceived as needy or in need. Yeah, hmm. yeah so, so dude, you're not an amateur therapist, bro. So don't try. That's exactly. Uh, it's more. <laughs> It's more, it's more, it's more meaningful to me when my partner and I are physically intimate. My partner gives me a little gift that he or she has picked up physically over the intimate. Jeez, yo, this, these are the times when you real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? I feel this is an easy one. Yeah, I'm gonna pick physically. Intimate. Yeah, I'm gonna say. Yeah, I'm gonna say that. Who needs a little gift? Who needs a who needs a keychain? <laughs> over. Hey, look, 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 I, look, I picked up a clip today. <laughs> It changes colors in the lights. Yeah, the blue paperclip. I'll I'll get you a red one tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Man, keep your change, man. Um, It's more meaningful to me when my partner says something encouraging to me, or I get to spend time in a shared activity or hobby 
with my partner. Uh, definitely spending time. Active your hobby. I feels I'm not, I feels like we're probably like 50-50 the same and different. We'll see. Um, it's more meaningful it's to more me mean- when my partner. Oh, sorry. I'll, I'll let you do the next one. My partner. My partner surprised me. me. <laughs> I said the next one. Okay, you do the final. No, you can do it. Do it. Okay, it's more meaningful to me when <laughs> my partner <laughs> surprises me with a small token of their appreciation. My partner and I touch a lot during the normal course of the day. I say touch a lot. It's interesting. These are both ones which I'm not super high on, but I'd prefer the. You know, you, 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 do you know? Do you know when 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 we sign up to do this quiz? I thought I thought he was going to ask like each option have four questions, and those four questions or five questions will lead you towards like a specific a different. He's like giving us two. Yeah. 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 This but, is, uh... but I don't know. Yeah, it's more meaningful to me when my partner helps me out, especially if I know they're already busy. Mm. I hear my partner specifically tell me, I appreciate you. I think I've heard this before. Yeah, I'm going to say I appreciate you. I'll go help me out if they're busy. We all know Neil's got um, issues with being helped. Um, <laughs> it's more meaningful to me when my partner and I embrace after we've been apart for a while. Or yeah. I, hear my, I hear my partner say how much I mean to him or her. Um, oh, Wow. That was interesting. I think the apart oh, wow. part is interesting. I'd probably pick embrace after been apart for a while. Oh, wow. I was thinking about the pandemic, I'm, man. It's been rough. I, I am I am really intrigued by this. What the next one? Oh, the results are coming in. No. Whoa! Yeah. All right. So our predictions beginning. I said quality time for me, words of affirmation for you, and you said for me the acts of service. And you thought, what did you think yours was gonna be? Uh, physical touch. Physical touch. Okay, so what is? Let's go from the bottom because we like to build suspense on this show. Come on, man. We got a lot of present. So very. So out of all your percentages, which one was your lowest one? I I had two tied for the lowest. Okay, because it does break it down by percentages, adding up to hundred. So what, what were your two lowest? Did, did, did you also get two for lowest? No, I had one that was clearly lowest. Uh, my two lowest were access service and receiving gifts. Ten percent. Ten percent each. Okay, so my yeah. lowest, my two lowest, very lowest was receiving gifts, 7%, uh, physical touch, 10%. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay, we're a little bit different. Okay, so what was your next highest one? My next highest touch was words of affirmation at 20%. 20%? Uh, yo, I was words of affirmation at 20%. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> we're twins. Um, uh, and now going to the second highest um mine was actually one of your lowest my second highest 27 percent was acts of service so i guess i'm I well, high on that I didn't my 23 percent was physical touch of my second second Ooh, highest somebody like it. um and number one for me quality time let's read the let's read the uh, the definition for it in the vernacular of quality time nothing says i love you like full undivided attention being there for this type of person is critical but really being there with the TV off and knife down. Hopefully. Fork and knife down. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, fork and knife down. Okay, I, I skipped over the fork. I just saw knife down. <laughs> uh, fork and knife down and all chores and tasks on standby. Makes your significant other feel truly special and loved. Distractions, postponed dates, or the failure to listen can be especially hurtful. Quality time also means sharing quality conversation and quality activities. Um. How about you? What's uh, what was your number one? Same one. Quality time is number one for you. Yeah, thirty-seven percent. Thirty-seven percent. That was oh, huh. I guess what was it for you? This was thirty-seven percent for me. Are you surprised that ours was that similar? 
not really. I they, so. they, I, he, I, 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 oh man, like if 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 I if I could give Gary Thomas Gary Chapman some advice, bro, he'd be like, have more options. <laughs> like, like 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 maybe like obviously he's the he's the, he's, the, he's the guy who did this, and I guess you know what he's talking about. But just, mm-hmm. I just feel like I just feel like giving two options is kind of limiting. Yeah, um, maybe. Well, I guess listeners, you can give us your thoughts. Hopefully, you did that quiz along with us. Um, uh, let us know. Um, we're gonna have a Instagram question up, but also you know, feel free to DM us what your what's your what's your uh, this quiz is this quiz is for everything, man. There's, there's the your... apology languages quiz. There's the anger language anger assessment. Yeah, I thought about it's doing a BuzzFeed a BuzzFeed quiz, but I was like, nah, let's let's do the real <laughs> one. Um, for this week, uh, uh, BuzzFeed has one for love languages. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I, I guess kind of in the fallout of the love languages conversation, just kind of wrap up, wrap it up. First of all, um, do you feel like like this list is accurate? Do you feel as though just with just gut check? Do you look at this and feel as though yeah, this is a f- pretty fair reflection of how I experience and and uh, I experience and, and receive love? Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, how about no, just like the, the how about top and bottom? Like, do you feel the very last one and the very top one are pretty reflective? Yeah, I think the bottom ones are right. Um, I, I I feel like the top ones are right, considering you only had two options. Okay, so you just feel as if this is just a, a bad survey. <laughs> I feel as though it's fairly yeah. accurate. I feel as though it's fairly accurate for me. I've done I've done it a couple times, and I feel as though I don't I don't fully remember what my results were, but it feels as though they're pretty similar. There's quality time almost always comes up top for me. Um, I think I've always, yeah, I've always been someone who I prefer to, I remember I was having a conversation with someone, like even the idea of traveling, like, you know, some people yeah. say like, I really want to go to these far flung places or go to these special countries. And I've never really been attracted to it. For me, it's more so like who I'm with is more important than exactly where I am. Um, mm-hmm. and I think, yeah, for it, it applies in that context, but also just generally I prefer spending time with people. Um, yeah. Theoretically, you're supposed to, you know, do this with your partner and then learn their love language and try to show it to them. Um, but me and Emil are the same. So as you were, <laughs> we got nothing to change. Um, just keep doing, keep doing uh, the pod the way it's always been done, interrupting each other. Um, I did, I did, I did have just, I guess, kind of a few questions, you know, as we wrap up on this. We're getting kind of late into the day for this. Um, really testing our stamina we? for yeah it's almost midnight um for some people for some people the evening is just starting man the evening is just starting <laughs> Not for us. um how do you feel about these quizzes in general because i you know i was i was doing some reading and what kind know, of quizzes like these like personality quizzes yeah especially like these standardized <laughs> ones because you know first of all there's the danger of potentially you know, first of all pigeonholing someone and then also this becoming um like a self-fulfilling narrative and i've definitely seen it where people latch on to the idea like this is my love language and anything I, I, any expressions I of love heard, outside of that aren't cool and everything has to be within it um i've heard testimonials of uh people saying this saved their marriages okay but so, how, do, how do you feel about it Like, do, like, like, do you yeah. feel as though? Do you feel as though this is like a? Is, I know you're not in a relationship. Right I don't. Now, do you I, 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 I can tell you this. I can tell you this. Something you worth knowing. I, I can tell you this. I personally, I personally, I'm probably, I probably, I'm probably not gonna take this very seriously. <laughs> like, 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 I'm probably not gonna even ever reflect on this ever. That's what I like to hear. 
like, like, why like, though? Like, it's no, why like, not reflect on it? For example, like, you, you, you for example, because you said it's example. accurate. You said it's accurate. So why would you not reflect? For on example, it? for example, if I was in if I was, if I was in a relationship with someone, and I ain't gonna lie, man, there was someone and someone told me, oh, Emil, uh, currently my 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 love language is this this this, and this is how and 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 I, and I don't think and I don't think you've been you've been showing me love in the way that I want. I'd be like, okay. I'll be like, no, 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 let me finish. I'll be like, okay. Then I'll actually like, then I'll be like, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll do the things. I'll do the things they, they tell me to, or that, 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 that like show them love. But I just, I don't know. Like I, I just, I, I personally just don't, don't put a lot of gravity behind this, man. Behind this, like, like I personally, like, 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 like. Obviously, this sounds counter to how what Pastor Gary Thomas is. Gary, Gary. You, Chapman you is saying? Gary Chapman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gary Chapman, yeah, yeah. Gary Chapman is saying. But but I I genuinely think that there's a way that you can just you can just handle relationships without necessarily caring to any specific love type, which would make a relationship work. Like if you're just a nice person, which is just considerate and empathic, I feel like you don't need this to show you how to love someone. That's kind of a hot take. Because pretty much what you're saying is like. And that was that was uh, on the next question I had, which I think we can kind of go into it. But you're pretty much saying like compatibility is a, is a sham. Really, all that matters is are you nice? Then you should this should work. Nice no, people, no, no, nice, no, but nice people no. marry or date nice people. <laughs> it works out. Like 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 here's the thing, man. Here's the thing, man. Yeah, like marriages, what do you mean by marriage, being nice? Just like not, not marriages not being abusive. Like, marriages have worked well. Nice? Marriages have worked well, but without this love languages thing, out of people who just were like. Where, where 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 they wanted the best for each other and they were empathic and i feel like you don't need this to tell you touch this person more <laughs> buy them more gifts like, like 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 i literally i i don't think you need this to have a successful marriage you know it's interesting um i remember i think is the, the there's a vice piece about it and i think it's just i think let me see the title of it real quick i have the tab open um it's called uh how the how the how the five love languages became the language of love we all know and love it's by it's from vice i think what year is this published uh 2019 um but the 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 author she makes a good point where it's like the love language is probably the biggest advantage of the five love languages is that it allows people to start a conversation about like how I want to be loved. Because the thing is, most of the time, if you just go to someone and say, oh, do more of this for me, it just comes off as incredibly needy. Um, and it's, it, no, it does. Give it me really, more gifts. Yeah, give, give me, me more gifts. Give me more Crave love. Me more. Yeah, and it just seems incredibly needy and almost like self-centered. But by doing the book, by reading the book and like doing the quizzes, it's it's a, it's a less abrasive way to, to start that conversation. Uh, but, but here's the thing, here's the thing, here's the thing. Like I've heard, I've heard, I've heard the whole love is a love, love is a love is a love is a verb. And, and to be honest, I agree with most of that. The idea that like love is a choice and stuff. But do you feel like do you feel like do you feel like the love languages sort of reduces love to just simply a list of behaviors? If I do a certain thing As enough times, so it's reducing it. So what? So what is love? No, here's the thing. Like, and and, and the flip side is. I don't even feel comfortable saying love is just a series of feelings. So I'm not sure it is that either. But like, it just seems like I don't know, man. Like, I'm I'm just sort of thinking, just literally stream of consciousness. The idea is like, is 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 love just a series of just 
you do enough behaviors and it works. Yeah. Well, I think love is definitely actions. Because, you know, it's one it's thing just to like, say you love someone, but if you don't actually act it out, then, then what is it? So, 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 so you just do enough actions for a person like, likes and that's love. Well, and that's the thing. It's it's not always doing actions with someone. Now we're getting into a bit of a meta conversation, but, you know, love isn't always doing actions which someone enjoys because let's say if you have a kid and you love your kid. Someone appreciates. No, not even appreciates. But but if you do actions which you think are the best for them, then obviously you have a limited judgment. But if you have, like, kids are a perfect example of it. <coughs> Sorry. Um, you know, parents have kids. And uh, what's so funny? I'm just, I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking of like a person who just like lives and dies with love languages. Your, 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 your partner is just like moving crazy, just like, like just getting on your nerves. But it's just like, man, I can't tell him, I can't tell him this is not their love language. You get him a gift that says, "So you're a bad spouse now." (laughs) You just, you, you, you just get him like one of those, like, what? No, 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 like, no. But it's just like, just like, like, like their love language is gifts, man. It's like I got I got a tongue there. But that, me that off. doesn't mean like this is the only. <laughs> no, 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 this isn't their no, no, communication no, no, language. It's not the no, only no, way I can no, talk no, to no, you is no, through no. gifts. Obviously, no. Obviously, obviously. I'm, How I'm, expensive I'm is that? No, I'm I'm joking. But I'm just saying like you have a person who just like lives and dies by like love language. It's just like if they're trying to talk to their spouse about anything, ah, uh, their love their love language is gifts, man. Tap everything they do, they just bring it in a little box. Here you go. Here you go. <laughs> Serving the divorce papers. <laughs> <laughs> a little gift wrap box. It's like it's like it's, it's like, it's like blow? It's I know you like gifts. Like, <laughs> well, this it's is like, it's, like, it's, like, it's like it's like let me touch you and tell you I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, but what was I saying? Yeah, I feel as though I feel as though if I had to reduce love to, I think it is a series of behaviors, which is, I think it's more than that. It's also less than that, but it, I think a big part of it is is it's a series of behaviors of you doing what you think is the best for someone. So like I was saying with the example of a kid, you know, a kid yeah. might appreciate it or might like it if you fed them Oreos every night, but if you truly love them, you won't because you know it's not, yeah. it's not what's best for them. Um, yeah. I was, I, was actually, I was actually listening to a, to a podcast with, uh, who's that guy? James Clear? The guy who wrote Atomic Habits? Yeah. And he was talking about, he was talking about the idea of like, um, your, your, what is it? Is it your habits? Do your habits form your identity? Yeah. Something like that. And you're talking about how like how like how like how like for example, you're like you get you get to a hotel room and like you're just super tired. And so you just like do five push-ups and you go to sleep. And so essentially by doing those five push-ups, you confirm the identity, you confirm your identity that I'm a person who never skips a workout. Even though it's not really a workout, but you just like you did it. So you're just like in your mind, you're like, I'm a person who doesn't who doesn't skip a workout. And eventually you just in your 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 mind does your, your your human mind just loves to be consistent and the idea is like you essentially build up a consistent identity so maybe same thing with love the idea of like if i just do something every single day with this person for this person i just get to the point that i just love them. you sort of think you heard the mystery yeah <clears throat> sorry um i have heard that uh as, as a technique some therapists will use of just you know people have issues of literally just making a habit of no matter how you feel about someone, just telling them something nice or just being, or just doing something kind for them. Like literally maybe you're saying, I love you to this person every single day. Um, and, and I've, I've heard that the, those kinds of things work just pure repetition, which seems, you know, it does seem a little bit reductive and does seem a little bit like, Oh, that's almost too cold. Simple. Yeah. But, but I don't know. Yeah. Humans are creatures of habit. 
Um, but a question I had, and I think this might be the closing question, because uh, I, I didn't want to make this episode too long because last week was crazy. Um, but I was wondering, you know, with stuff like the five love languages and, you know, people even do things like Enneagram. I don't know how to say it. Um, or Myers. You know, you know, you know, you know, you know. I swear, only Christians do Enneagrams, right? No, like, 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 this is another is thing. It? I mean, honestly, you, you hear something on a Christian podcast, like only Christians know about Walmart. I, 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 I've literally never heard anyone else who's not a Christian no, it's, it's talk not, about the Enneagram. It's, it's not. It's not a Christian thing. It's, it's a big thing. Um, I, 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 every every person I hear about it is from like the southern U.S. Like, yeah, because you listen Christian. to two podcasts where they talk about Enneagrams, and they both have to be Christian podcasts, and you think everyone who does Enneagrams is Christian. Yeah, I guess. No, man. Anyway, but what I'm saying, <laughs> what I'm saying is, um, my question is, and this is related to relationships in general. And I, I don't want to get too, I don't want to get too crazy because we did that on episode two, and we want to show that we've grown and matured in the 13 weeks since because we have. Um, but uh, my question is, are we making almost compatibility ultimate and way more than it should be? And the 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 comparison I think of, you know, you hear there's a stat I don't I don't even know how accurate it is, but it's comparing love marriages, which is pretty much like the way we think of most marriages, like two people run into each other, date and fall in love, and it compares love marriages to arranged marriages, and it mm-hmm. talks about how like arranged marriages have this way higher success rate, um, com- and I, I I know it's not totally you know. If you if you if you watch Indian Matchmaker, you would realize that's not yeah. true either. Well, Indian Matchmaker is a weird show because like no one gets matched in the whole show. It's actually the biggest waste of time. Um, but, uh, but no, but entertaining though. But this is an idea I heard way before Indian Matchmaker. But the idea is that the reason why arranged marriages are so much more successful, and I know a lot of it is also there's a, there's a lot more familial pressure when it comes to arranged marriages, and so you can't really divorce anyway. But but a, a theory of why they're more successful is that, you know, once you get people of who are similar age, similar beliefs, come from a similar area and background, and you put them together, most of the time, that's really all you need for it to work. Um, like, people uh-huh. don't need to be, you know, quote-unquote soulmates or vibe with each other perfectly or have this, you know, this this transcendent Insane understanding. Yeah. And 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 even even if you compare the way people used to get married back in the day to the way we get to the way people um, coupled nowadays, you know, back in the day it was just is there someone in my town who you know goes to the same church as me and and you know kind of has a similar background? Yeah, let's get married and let's raise some kids and move on with our lives. Whereas now it's very very like almost custom made, and you go through all these dates, and we expect. We expect the dating process to be very arduous and selective because we're trying to find this person who's totally compatible. Yeah. And my question is, have we made compatibility too big of a thing? Should we just go to mm. a simple thing of like, does this person chick check these four boxes? I'm saying four. Or like this, this very small number of boxes. And if they check it, then um, let's, let's just go do it. What do you think? Like, are we, have we, have we over, have we, have we like overhyped compatibility? Uh, compatibility. Yeah. Um, I would, I would say based on, based on like divorce data, probably. <laughs> uh, like, but based on it, your it, own it, observation, your own feelings. Your um, own the thing, like, I, I, 
I've I've said I've said this before with other people. They're like, yeah, I feel like if, if we're just looking at like longevity of like relationships and even marriages, yeah, probably arranged marriages definitely definitely win in that category. And I'm, not I'm gonna tell you something. For arranged marriages, I'm definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. And I'm saying that straight up, man. Like, like I I understand. I, like you can tell me, and and I I will not even debate the fact that if I like arranged marriages are mathematically more successful. But you better bet your bottom dollar. I don't want. I don't want to. I don't want an arranged. I know, but arranged marriage is kind of the extreme scenario. But I'm, <laughs> what, what is? Yeah, it's the extreme scenario. I'm using to set up this example. But what I'm asking you is, like, do you feel as though, or even you personally, like, do you feel as though there's too much emphasis placed on not just not just finding someone who checks these very basic like demographic boxes, but trying to mm-hmm. find someone who you know personality wise is i i i i I, I feel like i feel i feel like one of the i feel like one of the difficulties of like looking for that like mesh thing is for most of us and i'm including myself in that we we tend we tend to overemphasize the things which are not that important so like for example like for example for example like for me myself like i'm a i'm a straight up like thing is like for me like physical attraction is something that's incredibly important Wow. Right? And You're so, and your first people, Amila Shallow. No, breaking. <laughs> Amila, how else are we supposed point. to take that? You just said, <laughs> yeah, okay, take it, take, take it, take it, however you want, take it however you want, honestly. But no, but, but here's the thing. No, because and, and and I feel like the problem with that is like if 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 you're just picking partners based on just physical attraction, mm-hmm. and like the thing is, say, oh, I. Not very well, but the, <laughs> but, 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 but the thing is, but the thing is, like if, if you're just picking partners based on like physical attraction. Yeah, like that. That's where you get a position where, like, you get to a point where, like, you're you're in relationship with them after like a while. It's just like, man, I can't stand you. Like, 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 I literally, I don't find you that interesting. Um, like, we don't, we don't really talk about much things that really mentally stimulate me. And it's just like I can only be attracted to you for so long. And so, and so, is and I feel like I feel like one of the problems with like saying like love marriages or like picking just chemistry is that. You go, you you tend to emphasize on things that don't matter. For example, it could be physical attraction, it could be someone's sense of humor, it could be um, someone's someone's friend group, it could be someone's hobbies. But it's just like once you're with someone long enough, the the allure of these in, of these things start to wear off, and it's just like when the allure of these things wear off, it's just like man, you're just a you're just a person I hang out Sack with and meat. really. <laughs> no no like you're a person i know with and the thing is that one thing the one thing i was i the one thing that drew me to you even even that that's longer that that fresh and exciting that that's what you get to a point where people just like get tired of get tired of being in relationships man yeah yeah i definitely this is this is a comp a maybe a even more nuanced conversation we're not going to get through all of it today and i don't mean we have talked about even outside of the show about having like an actual relationship expert on here um, and having a proper relationship episode. Um, so that's something you look out forward to in the future. But um, you you bring up a good point with um, yeah yeah with this, with this with the staleness. And th- I think this is really related to um, almost something we talked about the productivity conversation because yeah. you know people people get this idea that if I achieve something when I achieve this thing I will be happy. When yeah. in reality, Homil's blinking back to sleep. This man is, is on this no, no, no. on the on the brink. No, you people no, it's don't not realize. that. No, no, it's not that. No, it's not that. It's just not. It's just my neck. My neck has been. 
I slept really bad on my neck last couple of nights, so I'm just trying to just like move it around. Sleeping on the floor will do it, man. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, p- people get this idea that like if I get this thing, I will be happy. When in reality, mm-hmm. what makes people happy is progress. There's the process of getting things. You know, there's nothing you get which when you you attain it, you're happy for the rest of your life. It the the um the shine fades on everything, and I think that's yeah. the case with relationships and especially. Um, you know, where when we place all this emphasis on things like compatibility, because in, in, in a sense, what we're doing is we're trying to find the perfect relationship. And by perfect, it's like we're trying to find the relationship that when I get it, I will be happy forever. I'll be satisfied mm-hmm. forever. When in reality, yeah. the problem is that now you're making a relationship ultimate and, and, and you're, it's, you're saying, I'm going to get this thing and I'll be happy after that. When in reality, the, the joy you get is from progressing, is going towards something. And so here's the thing. I'm speaking to someone who's never been married, um, and so I could be horribly wrong. Or and I've been in a few relationships, but honestly, not really that many. Um, but uh, but it seems to me that what is more important in terms of in terms of building a, a satisfying or happy relationship is having goals that you and your partner mm. are progressing to um, in unison, and mm. whether that goal is. And, and, and obviously, it's important to constantly be reinventing goals and making new ones. Because I think for a lot of people, the goal is you get married or you get hooked up or whatever. And then you have a kid. And now it's like raising this kid. But then that kid moves on. And people realize, I have nothing else to do with you. I hate you. And let's divorce. And that, that's a pretty common phenomenon. But I mean, I feel as though if you constantly have something you're working towards, this meaningful thing that you're aiming towards, whatever that looks like in your relationship, it's almost going to create compatibility. It's going to create a situation where, where you're helping each other. I, I, I know Emil kind of shudders at the thought, but I mean, I feel as though you create the situation where you're actually engaged and invested with each other. Whereas when you just focus on compatibility, it becomes this thing of like, okay, now that we're together, we need to spend the next 40 years finding new ways to entertain each other, <laughs> finding new ways to, to excite each other, um, which is incredibly hard. Uh, yeah. Yeah. In my experience. Um, yeah, but those are just our two cents. Um, and by two cents, we mean hour and 30 minutes of, <laughs> of podcasting. Uh, those are good, man. For, 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 for a podcast recorded at midnight, this is, this is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. You, you people don't realize, um, the physical stress that our bodies are under, right? <laughs> I feel is literally sweating blood. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's hard, man. It's hard. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, hopefully you all enjoyed a little bit of the love languages episode. Um, as always listeners, make sure to submit, I don't want to call you listeners, friends, family, uh, patrons, literally, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, literally. make sure, make sure to keep, uh, make sure to keep, uh, uh, submitting episode topics. Um, we love them. We love to see them. Yeah. And, and, um, and, and I think, and I think, and I think this, this episode is evidence that we actually do take your request because this is actually not something Moses and I, I think Moses, we already said this. This is not something we had ever planned on doing. This was yeah, all this Literally, this never would have happened. And so if you, <laughs> if you didn't enjoy this episode, it's not our fault. <laughs> yeah. Recommend one, the recommend one that you will like. <laughs> yeah. Obscure stock <laughs> references in the basement is, it would be every episode. It was up to us. Uh, but, uh, but this, yeah, this, th- this this would have been the European soccer league. The European, European uh, super, super league. league. Yeah, that's that's on our other podcast, um, Roy and the boys. Um, <laughs> but uh, 
thank you, obviously, everyone for listening this week. Um, as always, make sure to check out the Instagram. Uh, I think we yeah, are going to have a little Q&A because I'm interested in, in seeing what everyone else's love languages are. I have learned how to respond to the answers in a timely manner. So it still shows up on my I, I'm learning Instagram, folks. So I will actually be posting some of the responses on on on, on our stories and kind of reacting to them and interacting. So um, make sure to answer that this week. Um, as always, make sure to like, subscribe, review the podcast. I want to implement a new system. I'm going to announce it now. Um, but if you have a question, any question, literally any question short of, um, you know, government information, uh, if you want an answer on the show, leave a five-star review and your review can be the question. Whatever the question is, we'll answer it. I promise. Uh, yo, uh, yo, that's smart. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we need to, by hook or by crook, we need to rise in the rankings. <laughs> <laughs> dude, dude, um, dude, 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 I realized the amount of podcasts that I've listened to that actually has a lot of listeners that doesn't have ratings is actually kind of crazy. Yeah, it's it's rough to do. So yeah, if anyone, <laughs> if you have any question you want to ask us, I'll keep an eye on, on on our ratings. I think specifically Apple Podcasts is the best for it. Um, but yeah, leave leave a question with a five star review. It has to be five stars, four stars. We don't care. Three stars, um, we'll block you. But uh, leave <laughs> leave leave a review. Um, and I mean, leave a question with your five star review, and we'll answer it on the show. Yeah. Um, exactly, yeah. and it, it, it could even it could even be like a like a thing you want to know about us, and we'll answer it. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, thank you uh, to everyone for listening in for this week. Uh, Neil, you want to say goodbye? Yeah. Take it easy, guys. Stay safe uh, in these COVID streets. COVID streets, everybody. Take care. Much love. <laughs>